This episode is sponsored by Efficient Business Solutions, your one-stop shop for technology. I couldn't wait for Friday to do this. Regulon is here, and the king, Gareth Bale, is back at Spurs. I'm joined with Tom McDermott. Let's do this. What's happening? What a big day, mate. What a big day for you. I, I, just to let you know, I recorded as soon as I started calling you, so we're recording right now. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. What? What's happening? <laughs> um, so yesterday, so, so hang on, let's just rewind slightly. And everybody I spoke to, even the the, the group that look after agent, uh, sorry, bail, uh, they made the agency group, they would not entertain him even a loan deal a month ago they were looking for a permanent deal with somebody now whether that's still the case i've heard two different things i think levy would like a, a loan deal initially there's been talk of even a two-year deal which is basically just seeing out the contract deal. it's a two-year it's a two-year yeah. deal basically with no commitment yeah absolutely um but it looks very much like or it sounds as well speaking to to the to the guys that look after it, um, you see, it looks it looks like the deal's going to be concluded in the next few days, really. Um, if not today, then later on in the week, because Bell wants to come home back to Spurs, and Spurs want him, and if they can do a deal, the issue is the wages, really. Somebody's going to have to take a hit here because if it is sort of a loan deal and Real are playing part of his his wage for a couple of years or a year or whatever it is, then I think Spurs wanted sort of up to sixty percent, sixty five percent of that being paid but at the moment um, both sides seem to think that they can they can conclude a deal which given the start Spurs has um, as well as given the start that Spurs has had, have had of the season it'll give everybody a lift and I don't think it'll be the only player that comes through the door really so my, my understanding with that situation is that personal terms have agreed everybody has told Bale what he's going to get what the situation is with him and he said yeah. he's okay and now the clubs are trying to work whether if it's a loan deal or a permanent deal. Mm-hmm. And all the finances sure. yeah. that have to go with it, basically, at this point. I mean, you only have to watch the Spurs documentary on Amazon to realize that Levy's pretty tuned in. He's very aware of the permutations. Kane got an injury um, during that documentary, and he was talking about loan deals, permanent deals, all kinds of buyback clauses, everything. He, he, he knows what's going on, so... He'll get the right deal for Spurs, but it certainly looks like he's heading in the right direction, and that's not, you know, lip service to to, to say Spurs are going to go and sign him. But it does look like they're edging closer so to agreeing a deal with Real Madrid. So, so let's talk about, about not just the Bale signing, but let's talk about the other player that's coming from Real Madrid, uh-huh. uh, which I understand is a done deal. And you and I actually were texting about it yesterday on WhatsApp. Yeah. Why? You're, you're saying it's the buybacks, but didn't you know this going in? Well, from a United point of view, yeah, there's the, the, the buyback. Probably not. No, Manchester United probably didn't know there was a buy, buyback clause going into the deal. I, I don't know. I can't I can't speak for them. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't know, though. Um, what we're seeing Spurs doing here, 
is react to a bit of adversity and behave like a big club should and go and sign players that will help the manager and give him the best chance of, 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 of gaining success. Manchester United seem to be stuttering somewhat. You know, even if Sancho gets over the line, it looks like it'll be Sancho and, uh, and nobody else really. So United are rolling an R and Spurs seem to be moving um, and, and, and reacting really to the, to the situation, which was an opening day defeat. But I don't think the fans will be thinking about that if they have a couple of new signings from Real Madrid. So, as, as a United fan, though, how are you waking up to this news this morning? That basically two targets that you were pseudo going after. One of them we know for sure. I don't know if you guys were in for bail as as hard as the media might might try to push it. But how does it feel waking up knowing that you had two targets? One of them that was very realistic slipped through your hands. And the other yeah. one that was pseudo-realistic, again, I don't know how heavy the interest was uh, from United for Bale, but I, I, I know you asked. Yeah. The thing is, a top-four competitor, um, because I don't think either club can do any better than top-four, a top-four competitor is getting stronger. And, you know, the, the thing with Bale is... Um, if we'd only gone for bail, that means Sancho wouldn't be coming this summer. And then next year, they have to wait and get to a bidding war with whoever else for Sancho. They can't can they afford to wait 12 months. So I kind of, if they don't get Sancho, then you've got to ask why didn't they get bail on loan? But that might be why they're doing that. In terms of your fullback, um, the, buy, the buyback clause was, was the issue. You know, you're getting bail. Um, are you getting this guy and, and basically getting him on loan because even if you you buy him and he stays a couple of seasons no, that's Real Madrid a, want him back it's a permanent deal it's just a, it's it's basically a loan deal if you think about it because, that's what I mean yeah so you buy, buy him that, but actually yeah but, but exactly. it, the, benef- the benefit of that is that we're getting him for 30 if we are going to give him back to Real Madrid they're going to have to pay more so it's a yeah. win-win financially and you get the player kind of for free, technically, for two years. After two years, he becomes yours. Yeah, it's just if he performs the level we expect, and, and then you've got to go out and pay forty or fifty million to replace that. You know, the money that Real Madrid are giving you will go straight back on, or should go straight on the fullback. So I, I understand that. I just think United um, would never go for that type of deal just because of how they sell up and how they run. But I think from Spurs to twenty-four month, you know, twenty-four month deals, if you like, with Bale and. And, and the other guy, but I, I just think that I just think that, that Spurs have reacted to a bad opening weekend. If they get them both over the line, then fantastic. Um, and I think that you know, it should put them in it, back in that really back in that race. I'm not just saying it's after one game, but it should give everybody a lift. Bale walking through the door, you know, you got Bale and um, and Kane up front. He's not a bad top three in anywhere in the world, is it? Does Bale if Bale signed for United? Does he walk into the starting eleven? Of course he does. Yeah, I think Bale walks into any Premier League team. Really, I think he's he's that good. If he's on it, the issue with Bale is let's not pretend he hasn't had injuries because he has. You know, are you getting Bale that went to Real Madrid? Are you getting Bale of three years ago? Probably yeah. not. No, but if you sign Messi, you're not getting Messi for two to three years ago. That his games change, but he can still be devastating in that final third. He's not going to be tracking back and. So the defensive element that he'll, def- he'll defend from the top, but I think it, it's another option. And you can play him behind Kane, you can play him upside along Kane, up, up alongside Kane, you can play him in the front three. Um, there, there, there are lots of ways around it, and I think that I just think that again, go back 
to beat United uh, seem to be stuttering. They had a, had a reasonable end to the season last year. They got third in the Premier League, but they don't seem to really build on it other than Van der Beek. Spurs have had a, a, a disappointing start. Home defeat is a disappointing start. And it looks like they've gone out and secured two players, one at the very least. So what's happening on your side? Any rumours now being that those two transfers are pretty much a done deal at this point? And, uh, no, I don't think, no, I don't think United will panic with it. I, just, I think United will do what United will do. They'll probably drag it out and wait to the very last moment if in the next half. I think the next week's important, actually, because if there's no movement in the next week, then Manchester United need to go and look elsewhere, which is why the Bale deal is, is interesting to me, because I think that Bale, he can play in either wide forward position. And I think that he'd have been a good shorter-term option if United don't get Sancho. The, the crime for United now is if they don't get Sancho because they've let Bale go, or not let him go, but allowing him to go to a, to a rival. If United start the season with just Van der Beek, then Solskjaer could be up against it because such is Arsenal's form, such are the, the couple of signings that Tottenham have made. Chelsea have spent money. That whole force all of a sudden looks really, really difficult. So United have got a thin squad anyway. They've got... Greenwood, Marshall and Rashford up front at one point last year Marshall and Rashford were injured at the same time if that happens and Sancho doesn't come in then I'm not sure that Igalo and James are good enough might be okay from the bench but I'm not sure they're good enough to lead the attack over an 8-10 to 10 game period so big big few days coming up from United I think the Sancho deal they must believe that they can they can get it done because they've been dragging it on so long but there are other areas of the team as well I think that needs strengthening and some people think left back was one of those Yesterday, you you put you put out a, a tweet that I found interesting, and cool. uh, and 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 I liked, but I didn't see a lot of feedback actually jumping on it. Which was, you said that you don't you don't blame Grealish. I don't blame Grealish. I think Grealish was. Uh, I think he knew that Manchester United. Well, I know for a fact he knew Manchester United's interest. I think he was waiting around this summer to see what happened, and then all of a sudden. United have focused in different directions, so he's, he's looked after himself and, and doubled his wages at Aston Villa. And good luck to him, who can blame him? And I think that he, he probably would have come to Manchester United. I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have come to Manchester United, but Manchester United didn't come in with a bid. Manchester United didn't talk to his representatives this summer. So I think after the game on, on Saturday, we had a friendly game at Villa. Words were had, and, and, and he's committed to Villa. And fair play to him. You know, you can't wait around for a club like Manchester United if they're not going to come back in for you. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a great player. He's, he's, he's a player, I think, that slightly different to the other attacking options Manchester United have. And, and I actually think he'd do a good job at Spurs, actually. He carries the ball from central position. We talk about not replacing Ericsson. He can draw draw tackles in. He can finish. He can assist. We saw both of that last night. Yes, I know it was against Burton Albion, but he just looked like he was a player on a different... In, in, in a different class, and I think it's a great for, great for Villa. And if they can get a couple more players around him, then they, you know, they should steer away from relegation. Besides, besides the fact that now, what it appears that there are four deals that United thought or United fans thought that you should have, yep. and yep. you didn't. Yep. Is that? Do you count that as a bad sign as to the the continuation of the unknown situation financially with transfers and everything at United? This is that, it's ununited. Like United doesn't go in for four players and get none of them. I think United, um, even if they get Sancho, have had a, an average window. So if United get Van der Beek and Sancho, that's an average window for me because uh, uh, other key areas, notably central defence, that need strengthening. Maybe a striker as well. Agüero is going back to his parent club in January. So if United come out 
with two more, sorry, with one more signing after Van der Beek, and that Sancho, that for me is an average summer because you look around the league at how Arsenal are playing. Spurs look like they're going to spend money. Chelsea certainly have spent money. City will get one or two more in, you'd imagine. United need to build and improve on what they've got, and by just signing those two players, yes, they're needed, it's probably not going to be enough. Certainly to close the gap on the top two, and there's still question marks over top four because, as I said, United's squad is quite um, is quite thin. The supporting cast that we've seen are, are not up to it really, or are not at the same level, and that's the same across any team. But Manchester United have got a heck of a lot of squad players, and by that I mean Pereira, Lingard, Jones, Dallow, this this kind of thing. You know, Manchester United need the best in class the four strikers in, in 99 we had Rooney Tevez and Ronaldo in 08-09 Carrick and Scholes in midfield Owen Hargreaves was in there as well we had a back four of Neville or, or Brown Ferdinand Vidic you know Ever, Patrice Ever before that was there was Gabriel Hines these are great players in every position but the deterioration has come since Fergie's departure in 2013 because the spending has been without a plan it's been a scattergun approach and now that looks like there's a more structured approach of the type of player and the profile of player and the character of the player but it just seems to take so long. The window's still young. you still got about a month. Less than a month. What do you see happening on your end? I'd be amazed now if Manchester United didn't sign Sancho especially with what's going on at other clubs. Can they be seen as, you know, in inverted commas, the biggest club in the world? Can they be seen to be walking away and not completely including a Sancho deal after so long and then possibly letting Bale go elsewhere as well not that, listen Bale is not he's not my would not be my choice to come to the club however if there was absolutely no way Manchester United were going to go in for um, Sancho and they didn't think that he was worth the money then you'd have to look at somebody like Bale as a, as a backup plan to that so I'll be interested to see if Sancho doesn't come who they, who they bring in because there's certainly that forward line needs strengthening quickly you're one injury away there from a, from a problem E- easy to say, but at this point, do you just find the hundred and twenty thousand, uh, hundred and twenty million in cash, and just walk into Dortmund and be like, "Here you go." <laughs> I, you know what? I understand Manchester United's point of view. From is he worth a hundred and eight million or whatever it is? Because Bruno Fernandez, they spent, I think, if, with add-ons, I think he's will go to sort of mid fifties. So Manchester United spent late forties on Bruno Fernandez. So you're talking double and more for Jaden Sancho, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, so if you look at it like that, that's a heck of a lot, uh, a lot of money. So I understand that. However, I just think it's getting to the point now in the window that United have underarmed that long. Discussions with Dortmund have been that gone on for that long that United need to need to just conclude the deal with whatever way and however they can. That isn't meaning going over the, the asking price, but they need to find a quick solution to it because actually, the quicker he gets in, it benefits the squad because United need players in to to help them hit this top four, which you buy every passing day is by no means a guarantee as I said you know we've barely even mentioned Everton there Everton have spent money they may, they may, they may increase their squad with other good players I'm not saying they definitely will but you know they might not make top four but they've also they've got a squad that, and a manager certainly who's who's capable of it I think Paul Scholes posted the other day on Instagram and he said it was a picture of Ancelotti shaking hands with James Rodriguez and he said uh, sign another summer and he went no not Rodriguez Ancelotti and even though Ancelotti's been there from before the summer I, I tend to agree with him because I think Ancelotti's a fantastic manager he's got a point to prove I'm not saying he's going to get top four but I won't be surprised if they weren't, weren't far off it and he knows the Premier League as well he's not new to the to, to, to the division he, he's very well he's used to the players he's got a good experience about him so they're another team I think that could 
could push us all the way but I think that yeah United really need to to do something in the next few weeks because as I say the front three are very good but if they get injured who can come in and then the defence as we know is he's still leaking goals even in pre-season friendlies do you look at Wolves also the fact that they came out and they yeah. they, they convincingly beat Sheffield United uh, that's another team that that United have to worry about and Spurs have to worry about for sure. Especially if you look at how close it was last year or last season. Jimenez, Jimenez, Kane, Aguero, Aubameyang. You know they've got a striker who's perhaps not in the, that top tier, but he's not far. He knows where the net is. His goal against Sheffield United was lovely. The way he sort of let the ball use the pace on the cross to come across him and side foot it back into the top corner he's a, he's a striker of quality he would get in always use United as an example but he would walk into Manchester United's team you know because he's a he's a, he's a proven number nine and, and number nines you know Martial is as good as him much improved as he is he's not an out and out number nine no whereas, whereas this guy is a, an old school striker you look at Firmino doesn't score that many goals but does other great work for the team Jimenez he scores goals he, he knows where, net, where the net is so while they've got him fit if they can strengthen in a couple more places again before the window then yeah I mean God if they improve on last season then they, they are knocking on the top four door and I go back to the points total I think it was 66 Manchester United got to finish third I think the season before that gets you sixth or seventh last year you got your Champions League place right Not so if, if, it's because the, the, a lot of the points are being saturated in the top two or three positions of course yeah yeah yeah, but if you're looking at a points total, Manchester United, Spurs, Chelsea need to go from wherever, wherever they are to 80s and 90s to catch Chelsea and Liverpool. That's not going to happen. Right. So I think we've almost got a mini league below the top two. I agree with that, man. Yeah, uh, a mini league of six, maybe six teams: Wolves and Everton, Tottenham, Leicester, Manchester United, Wolves, Arsenal as well. Forty-eight hours ago, you and I were on a podcast that actually I'm going to post this morning, uh, mm-hmm. and both of us are saying. Bale's not going anywhere, either to United or, yeah. or or Spurs. And then 24 hours ago, that conversation changed. Mm-hmm. So, how fluid is this market at this point? You can go get <laughs> Sancho. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, deal, a deal could be done. Um, Sancho, but Manchester United could go and get Sancho. They've got the money to go and get Sancho. Other clubs are, uh, are spending money. Spurs are now spending money as well. They've already signed a couple of players. Spurs, don't forget. So this will be what take you. If you get these two, it'll take you to foot four, would it? Four or five, yeah. Yeah. So Spurs are spending money. Chelsea are spending money. The teams around Wolves. The teams. Arsenal got Willian and Gabriel. Let's not forget. The teams yeah. around Manchester United are spending money. Manchester United bought one player in. In a position that we were relatively well stocked in anyway. Now he, he will be good and he, he's a very good player, but. We're crying out for people in other positions, and, and they don't seem to be coming in. So, what's your prediction? Your prediction is Sancho will come over the line. I think Spurs will probably get what they want first and foremost. I think Sancho. Now, the, the longer it goes on, the more I feel that he's got to happen because United can't be seen to be walking away from this deal. If United leaked this evening that they've walked away from the deal, then they're going to have somebody they have to have somebody pretty big up their sleeve to appease the fans because. Sancho, they've left the number seven off the squad, things like that. I know people talk about that, I don't get involved in any of that nonsense, but they want him to wear that number seven shirt. <laughs> and he could potentially wear it for the next ten years. You're paying a hundred million for him. Over ten years, that's ten million a year. That's that's right. nothing. That's nothing compared compared to the fact that the the money you would make off of shirts, the money you would make off of merchandise, Absolutely. you'd get that money back easy. You sell Chris Morning for twelve million to Roma this year. Yeah. That's your first that's, that's 12 million covering it before we even get into 
to, to other players you can sell. I mean, the big call at United is not so much, well, it is people that are coming in, but who's leaving? So who would leave at this point? Well, Smalling is the most likely. Right. But you've got Smalling, uh, Dalot, um, Jones, Pereira, Lingard. There's, there's a lot of players there who, Rojo, who just seems to be, I mean, that guy, I don't know, he gets away with it every year. He's not playing football, is he? No. Yeah, yeah he went on loan, I think, last year. But, yeah, he's still getting paid. <laughs> but he's getting, it's remarkable, really, that he's, he's sitting there and doing that, but such is the modern player, but he's players like that because they know when they leave Manchester United, they're not going to get the wages that they're on at the moment. Right. Fact, exactly. that's it. They're not going to get, Phil Jones, he's not going to get £90,000 a week anywhere else. No. <laughs> Phil Jones is on £90,000 a week. So, yeah, so he's not going to get that, is he? Also, Marina gave him a new contract, I think. Yeah. So he's not, that's not going to happen. So, there's, there's that to take into consideration as well. What, what these guys are earning is not what they're going to be earning elsewhere. So, today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Do you see United signing anybody by Friday? No, United won't conclude any deals this week. No, I, don't, I don't think that'll happen. You might get progress with it. You get your fingers crossed and hope that they can progress a deal or two. But no, they won't sign anybody this week. Um, in terms of Spurs, I expect that to be pushed through um, in the next two to three, two to three days. But I think Mourinho is actually coming out in, in a press conference and saying that he's he's not going to talk about Bale. But I think he goes on and talks about him a little bit, which he must know something. Obviously, he speaks to. Uh, he speaks to uh, to Daniel Levy all the time, and, and I think that yeah, I'd be surprised if that deal doesn't go through in the next few days. I agree with you. I agree with you, Tom. What are your thoughts yeah. before we go? I don't know what you think. Well, I mean, obviously, it's exciting for Spurs. It's exactly what you want, isn't it? After the, uh, the opening weekend defeat, I-, I can't tell you how I feel because I don't know how I feel. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it's I-, I was so hesitant to tweet about Bale because. You know how these things go, especially with Spurs and Bale. Everybody wants Bale. Everybody wants Bale. You don't want to be the first one to come out and say, hey, uh, I think Bale's coming um, because people have gotten burned like that before. And even when I was getting some good sources telling me that conversations are starting to happen, it was, yeah, I heard that before and nothing happened. But then all of a sudden... I got another text and another text and another text, and I'm like, "All right, this thing has legs now." Yeah, it, it, it developed so quickly with Real Madrid mm. that it felt fake. It felt like yeah. a Dybala situation. Yeah, and it just never stopped, which which led me to believe midday yesterday, this thing is going to get done. Yeah. And and lo and behold, uh, he leaves. Uh, he leaves a friendly against Getafe today. Twenty minutes into the game, doesn't even say bye to his friends. From what I understand, he went directly to the airport. So he's coming to London, which means medicals are being sorted out, which means contracts are being drawn out, and the player is just going to wait for Real Madrid to tell him, "Go ahead, you're out." It. it it's very weird how something this blockbuster look Bale has made it quite clear that he wanted nothing to do with Real Madrid since um, 
since Zidane came back. Like, in his head, he was out. He was golfing already. The fact that it, 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 from what I'm hearing, one of the deals that's being negotiated, Tom, is no transfer fee. Just take him for freaking free for two years on a loan. Yeah. And we'll pay 70% of his wages. Just get him out of the club. Right. That's crazy. That's We're talking about Gareth Bale. He won the Club World Cup three times. He won the Champions League four times. He's won the Champions League more than Manchester United. Yeah. Just, just, just this Champions League medals alone. And this is a guy that's practically going to come for free? Yeah. What does that tell you about... The Real Madrid, and and now that you see it, how Barcelona and Real Madrid deal with their star players. G- Bale, isolated. Um, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo just leaves. He's done. Messi wants to leave Spain. Uh, something about those Galactico teams and the way that they used to deal with stars versus the way that they deal with them now is very different. And the players you mentioned there, Ronaldo, Messi, and Bale. If this was four or five years ago, you wouldn't hear anything about this. They'd probably pay up and keep them happy. But as they're probably looking at their ages as well, from a business point of view, and thinking, actually, yeah, they are amazing. But do we need to put a plan in place for when these aren't here? <clears throat> because whenever Messi does go, that is one hell of a job. Because as good as if I was, you know, even if I'm Mbappe, do I want to be following Messi with that number ten shirt? But, but that puts you in a position now where you start thinking, like, without Messi, is Barcelona a champion team or is Barcelona going to just try to make the Champions League? Well, with, well, with Messi, they've got to be 8-2 by Bayern Munich. <laughs> well, Bayern Munich was a machine last season. So that, so that tells you that. The shift, I think, in power... Is, is changing big time. And I think that the Premier League has doing itself a lot of favors by bringing these players in. Because this league, this season, is going to be very exciting to watch, with or without fans yeah. in the stadium. I, I yeah. just... The top four... Y- you said it. I, I think I think this is, this is how it's going to go. I think the top two are set. It's just yeah. a matter of who finishes first and who finishes second. And then you have six teams after that or five teams after that fighting for two Champions League places. Uh-huh. And that's the exciting piece. So, with that said... Who are you top four? Oh, you bastard. You beat me to it. <laughs> <sighs> um, I think City is going gonna, is, is gonna to beat Liverpool. I think City will win it this year. Um, I think Liverpool will finish second. I think that Oh, see, this is the question. Currently, I have to say Chelsea will finish third. Because I just... The money that they spent and the players that they brought in and everything that they're doing, it would be... It would be a sackable season if they don't finish third. Yep. Fourth. Look... I have to say Spurs, and I'm saying this simply because I'm a fan, but do I truly yeah, believe yeah. it? No, because it, uh, the only taste I have to make my decision or my guess is the Everton game. 
and 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 I I can't believe the words that are coming out of my mouth, but we should finish fourth. Are we going to finish fourth? Depends on what you lot do in the last couple of weeks now uh, of the window. It depends on how Wolves react in the second and third. If Wolves come out and they win three in a row, you have yeah. to you have to start thinking about them making a top four push. So yeah. I would say Spurs, but. The caveat is, what are you guys going to do, and how does Wolves start? And Everton has to be in the conversation too if they if they go on and win another game or two. What what a league we're going to have, man! I agree, and I think <clears throat> yeah, United is they need to make these next few weeks count because other teams have spent are spending and addressing their problems. And I think you look at Everton; many people might not have thought Everton would be in the mix, but I do think Everton will be in the mix. I think they're a very very good team. Very good team. Do you blame Woodward at this point, or do you blame Solskjaer for, for not signing? Or, or if the window ends badly, whose head do you want chopped off? Um, that's cruel. That is cruel. The blame is with the people above Solskjaer. The blame is with people above Solskjaer because there's no way Solskjaer wouldn't have given his targets. And if grade A targets didn't come, then grade B targets should have been in. But so if you can't get. If you can't get Sancho and Upamecano, you go and get, I don't know, Bale and whoever else, Gabriel. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but if you end up finishing the season outside of the top four and you don't get the signings that you want, are you going to say Solskjaer out? No, he's been hung out to dry by the board, hasn't he? Yeah. So you're giving yeah. him another season if the board doesn't back him up. There's a statistic of the day, actually, that, that put down how much money Solskjaer spent. And he spent a lot of money, but he spent a lot of money because he needed to spend a lot of money. It's not like Van Gaal and Mourinho and uh, Moy spending it sort of willy-nilly. He, he's needed to spend the money. The trouble for Solskjaer is if he doesn't finish top four, he... He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have money to spend. He's gone backwards. Yeah. He's gone backwards because he finished third last season. And he, in, in the press conferences, whether he believes it or not, he's supporting the owners and he's saying some positive things about them. So, he'll get sacked, won't he? If United finish outside the top four, given, given that he finished third last season, let's say they finish fifth, he'll get then sacked. he's going to get sacked. Yeah. But then, then you're still stuck with the same board, so it doesn't matter who you bring. No, and then the same cycle will continue. The same cycle will continue. What struck me yesterday about the Aubameyang deal was that there was a quote from Arsenal's technical director, Edu, and Manchester United don't have a technical director or a sporting director, or they don't have a, somebody of a football background plotting and deciding on transfers, and that is a huge, huge crime, because people who, you're not saying you have to be brought up within football, but you need a, um, and a certain knowledge and a certain amount of level of experience before you go in and you start not just doing the deals, but identifying the players. Right. And Arsenal appears to have that. You guys seem to be able to get where you want to be eventually. Even if you don't get them, you can't go for the right players anyway. We Manchester United just it just seems to take so long for them to conclude a deal, and I do wonder if it's if it's the fault of those that are above Solskjaer. <sighs> Only time will tell, man. Listen, I woke up early. This was a hell of a day. Right, it could be even better for you this week. I will tell you, this weekend is going to be something to watch, and tomorrow we have Europa League. So let's see what happens. But Tom, as always, you are the man. Thank you so much this morning. No, bye, mate.